and welcome to the Future Break Podcast. My name is Peter Oddall, your host. And I'm your co-host, Serge. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we discuss emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. So, uh, thanks for coming again, bud. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> Do I get a choice, I guess? No, you don't have a choice. <laughs> this, this isn't like you're my guest. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> made it seem that way, right? <laughs> you did make it seem like that. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, ad blocking. Really? Yes. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one here. I think this is actually really good. One thing to remind people of is that uh, I'm a marketer by trade, right? Yeah, yeah. And you are kind of a... Well, you're a project manager, but you're also like user experience yes. type guy, right? Yeah. And yep. I feel like this is a really good combination of the two for this topic. It is. I think we diverge a little bit, but um, I'm excited to have the conversation here. Really talk through this a little you bit mean here. we don't completely see eye to eye? Uh, just a little bit off, but that's all right. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, ad blocking. This has been a new new trend um for the past couple of years that's really starting to take off um i think i was really what i personally thought oh boy this means something is when not this last ios yeah ios 9 would it be i think so i think it's 9 yep yep in 2015 when that came out that said hey you can install an ad blocker for your safari yeah, I think they call it uh, content blockers on the on the iOS. You're right, they do. Yeah, and as a marketer, I was like, well, I use ads. I use ads all over the place, but I also am a guy who realizes if I don't understand this, I'm probably going to become outdated, uh, just because, or I'm going to be very ill prepared for changes that I have to make. So, I'll be honest. I have an ad blocker on my phone oh, or content. The shock of it all. <laughs> yeah. I, on the other hand, I've, I've pretty much always had an ad blocker ever since I kind of found out about them. And, uh, it's, it's been great. I'll be honest with you. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's always like that cat and mouse kind of a game. I feel like, absolutely. You know? Once the content providers kind of catch up to it and they're like, oh, well, we're, we're going to not show you the video until you turn off your ad blocker, then, you know, it's just ad blockers do something else. And it's always kind of that, uh, that it, back and forth. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. It's, it's, it is cat and mouse. And actually, on one hand, it does make my world a little bit more difficult. Sure. At the same time, I do recognize the fact that it's like competition, and so how do we make things better? Um, and actually, we'll, we'll get into that, why people are starting to adopt this more and more. But yeah. let's talk, should we talk about how this works? Yeah, first? yeah, yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah, yes, I would love to you're the marketer. You, yes. you, you got the I'm inside the knowledge here, man. So <laughs> a lot of the ads that you get, people experience online, especially when it comes to on publisher sites, uh, like news sites, for example, CNN, that type of stuff. Uh, you can buy directly with some of those providers, but typically how it works is 
um, there's a, a service. Um, there's multiple different ones out there. One that is most familiar with people is the Google Display Network. And I can go out. I can find it. I can give Google my ad and say, hey, um, target people that are interested in home improvement. Um, how granular jogs. can you, how granular can you get with that? That's actually <laughs> Is that another? maybe that's another episode. But I, let's just put it this way: um, for some platforms, it's 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 shocking how granular you can get. Yeah, but for the one that most people have access to, that I'm, I'll just use for example, Google Display. Um, there's a lot of ability to target based on demographics, let's say especially region interests. In some cases, Google analyzes your behavior on your your spending intent. Hmm. So, okay. and obviously this isn't for all markets, but if you wanted to buy a home, Google would probably be able to recognize over time that this guy's interested in a mortgage yeah. or interested in buying a home. And the, then they'd serve you up mortgage ads, basically. Right, right? and then people okay. be target people who are you know in this area that want to buy a home or are looking at some sort of financial thing and serving those ads. Anyways, so I do that. Okay. Then you go to CNN, Fox News, Washington Post, whatever. Yep, yep. You're perusing through. And up comes my ad. Okay. And there's other platforms out there by all means, but for the sake of this conversation, that's that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Yeah. So how does that work then? After I'm on there, that's how does true. the uh, that's true. <laughs> how does it uh, know when to serve you the ads and like all that the back end stuff? Well, obviously, you've been kind of targeted specifically in google sense especially if you're using a google account okay yeah yeah so you come to the page the page is loading that little ad section that's a snippet of code that pulls from google recognizes who you are things like that and says serve them this ad Mm. and i think one thing to point out here is yes that ad is not living on that content publisher site like cnn fox News. so it's not coming from their servers it's then, not right? coming from their okay. servers it's coming from google servers google's ad whatever. servers yeah. yeah okay so and therefore you you see that and that's sometimes why you will see pages load a little bit slower because you're not loading directly from one area right right like i my the, the thing that I hate the most is I'm like, okay, here's an interesting article. I land on the page. Yes. I find an article within like half a second. And then as I'm about to click on it, massive banner ad, here you go, takes over the screen. And I'm just like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> you know? But I think we'll get to that here. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, I mean, that's that's how it works. Okay. So, so then how do the ad blockers uh, block the actual ads? So what they do is they go out and then they say... Oh, you're loading this provider. Um, like I said, Google would be one they absolutely know about for sure. Okay, yeah. Right. So they would they'd be like, Oh, you're loading Google's things, block that. And then it wouldn't just it wouldn't even show up. Oh, okay. Typically. So they do that I guess depending on the ad blocks. And they also do some hiding mechanisms too, right? Like Yes, hiding where, elements. Yeah. So like there's an element of add, for example, in the code, and then they would just hide that entire section. Yeah. So you wouldn't even see it. Yeah. 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 
Interesting. So it's pretty simple. Yeah. it's. Right? It, it, I mean, I can see how somebody coming in this game would be like, oh, man, we are going to just own this. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I, this has been a growing thing. This con- this conversation has really only happened in the past 16 months, right? I can't really... Th- Maybe yeah. it was before that a little bit, but I... I think it really ramped up in the last, like you said, 16 months or so. Um, and that's kind of our, our next like section or next topic is what are people's issues with them? What's well, okay, let me ask you this, Peter? Yeah. What's the worst provider or worst offender that you've seen with ads? I think you already know what I'm going to say. I think I know what you're going to say. Forbes. Let's say it, I was going to say let's say it together. Oh, Forbes. Forbes. Wow. Shame on you, Forbes. Even I am just like shame guys. on you. This is so intense. <laughs> I come to your site. I cannot see the content. Yeah, I can't. Even if I didn't have ad blockers on there. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you, if you've never been on Forbes site, you you get there, and what are you? You're shown every single time, whether you want to or not. Right. You're shown a landing page that has landing page. the Forbes quote of the day, yep. which I venture probably nobody reads. They're just looking for that right, that continue button in the top right. Top right. And so, <laughs> when you click on that, then you're taken to the actual page, and then it loads in another bunch of content. Um, and you're right. It's just from a user experience perspective, it's just unreadable. Right. Well, and then you get to the content, right? As the page is loading, you're having ads being delivered in the in the content itself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not not even on the sidebar. Like we're talking in the actual and I article. Think, yeah. And they, they've done it in such a way that it's you have to really focus and figure out and pull out what's the actual article and what's part of the ad that's being served. So I think, yeah, and and, and what are, what are, Forbes has really taken that upon them now to actually block your access completely. So if you if they detect you have an ad blocker, they don't let you in. They put up a gate. Yes, I I could be wrong on this, but I think there are some ad blocking platforms that they have paid. Yes, yes. Which is another, probably later in the episode, but... Yeah, that's another, yeah, absolutely. But uh, to allow them to serve ads, but... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's, I don't want to say this, I hate to say this, a flagship of horrible experience of ads, but... It's pretty close. It's pretty close. It is up there. And I still go there occasionally. It's not like I don't still use them, but it is not a pleasant experience. So I think a couple of issues that people really have with... um, ad blockers is you know i think number one just it really does mess with the speed of the site it really slows down the site it, it makes you feel like i land somewhere and there's still things that are loading in that i'm you know like i said like my first example don't click anything for a few seconds until everything loads so right we we live in a world that's just in you know insanely fast nowadays we don't have time to wait you know ain't nobody got time for that i don't know right right yes uh, and I think that's actually one that's a hidden unknown reason why people yeah. don't like it. Yeah. They might say it's for something else, but oftentimes if the page is loading too slow, yeah. they may just leave and not be able to tell you, oh, it was because of the online pop-up ad. <laughs> yeah, it's just the speed of the loading. Well, that's true, yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing I think is it's just, um, for me at least, I've kind of 
I, I, I'm not against ads per se. I think when they're done well, when they're done um, as part of either the content, like like we're looking at a at an article here that has magazine print ads are, you know, least disliked out of all types of ads. And that's got to say something because I think when you're looking at a magazine and you look at a, a beautiful ad, it's got a nice photo, captures your right. attention. You know, it's not like it's out of place. And and those are definitely curated. So you're going to call, you know, you're reading GQ, for example, for guys, and you're going to see, you know, ads for cologne and whatever, shavers, things like that, you know? So you're, you're not going to see an ad for a mortgage necessarily in a, you know, magazine or something like that, that doesn't make, doesn't talk about mortgages. So I think that's part of it is just also, it's just not, you know, it has nothing to do with me. And then another big offender for me, at least, is it's not one ad. It's like 10. <laughs> and then the content is so small. The content area, like, I, I want to look at this article, but there's 10 ads that are all vying for my attention. And then what that makes me do is basically become blind to them. I think there's even, a, from a UX perspective, there's a, uh, there's a banner ad blindness where you're when you're you're you basically are blind to banner ads, you don't see them on the side of your site anymore. Well, <laughs> as a marketer, I can tell you that when I when I when I serve banner ads, I mean the click through rate on those is so low. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now I would say that. Well, anyways, we can get into that a little in a little bit, but. But no, I, I, I agree with you. It's it, it's it's a little crazy. I think one thing that I have maybe forgotten about because I don't have I don't see them as much, but it's these people who experience like a YouTube video, for example, and a yeah. pre-roll video hits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's say the YouTube video is a minute or less, and they have to watch a thirty-second ad. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes longer. Um. I mean, they can skip it. I think most people now are most people are yeah skipping, skipping those ads on YouTube, um, which is which is fine. I think the one thing with that though is I I've come to realize that is probably not ideal. And I know of our ch- children now who watch YouTube videos, yeah, that are already being programmed that they're clicking that area where the skip video is. Yes, that is true. That, it, is, that is so true. Uh, it, <laughs> so, I don't know. Are they going to move the skip ad button? I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's they should you're just, basically programming a generation to dislike. Yeah, ads. they should just like do like a Russian roulette. Like, oh, one, side, one video, it's on this side of the screen. One video, it's like on the bottom or something, you know. Right. But... Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think kids are the behavior is turning into um, a way to skip ads, and they're you know finding it out pretty quickly, especially with YouTube. It's right, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, what else do you what What are the issues that you have, Peter? You think <laughs> okay? So, let's say you're a marketer. Yeah. From your perspective, what's what's your issue that you have with with ads? Well, let me tell you this. As a marketer who tries to be a really good marketer, let me state this from the get-go. Okay. I dislike the fact that people say, 
these ads are not relevant to me. Um, because you spend a lot of time right. making sure that I they are relevant. When I, when I serve my ads, I am really trying to make these ads relevant to yeah. you. Uh, that's, that's one thing to put into perspective. I was actually talking with a friend yesterday about this and he's like, dude, I'm your worst nightmare. I just try to (laughs) block you and I I don't give my information out. And to my point is if you don't give your information or like allow some of these services to like find your interests, for example, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about user experience, like being pretty bad. Unless you can block every single ad out there, it's going to be just a a collage, if you want, of like all these different ads yeah. that, that get served to you, and none of them are maybe relevant to you. Yeah. Now, I'm a marketer, so there are moments where I get excited when something gets served to me, and I'm like, <laughs> whoa, they that know was me. really good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... And maybe sometimes that's just a luck of the draw. Sometimes I, I admit that, but but at the same time, I think if I was to go a step further, uh, the publishers or the content creators of these platforms, I can totally understand why they are nervous and why they are very scared to have this happen. Sure. I'll let's take YouTube for example. Yeah. Um, I have vlogged a little bit in my life. Okay. Okay. I've spent time editing a video, five to nine minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Now, well, let's go back. Let's go into that first. So a lot of these people, when they put their ad, put their content out on YouTube and they're they're getting into it, they don't have an audience built up. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to make money in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because to edit video is just, it takes a long time. You yeah. probably even know that. Yeah, so, it does. Yep. So I put out there. I'm only getting. Um, by the way, people, this is roughly what it is: two dollars for every one thousand views. Two dollars. Can buy a pack of gum for that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Depending <laughs> what part of the country you live in, maybe right. not. Uh, but that's. I mean. So then you put it in perspective of like all these people come in and then just start disrupting that model even more. That can cause some issues. Now, personally, I've used a service called YouTube Red. Okay, yeah. You told me about that. Which allows me to... I pay $10 every month to Google slash YouTube that gives me access to like uh, Google's Play, like a Spotify, but... Probably the one that I've noticed the most is it gives me access to YouTube without ads hmm. while I'm actually contributing okay. when I watch videos. So that that brings up another thing of like, well, what's the what's the answer to this? Because the problem is, is we've gotten accustomed in our life. I mean, you used to pay for the newspaper, right? Yep. Come to our door. And then it started slowly moving to online. And so publishers were like, okay, we got to. <laughs> This online thing is is actually for real, and so we got right. We got to start putting content on our on our sites. We started doing that, and the way they made money was since you weren't paying for the newspaper anymore, you they served you ads. They served you ads, yeah. And they've been yeah. continuing to do that, and obviously for a while there, once people started to figure out the secret sauce, if you will, or something mm-hmm. like that, they're like, wow. 
you can make actually a good amount of money mm-hmm. with these ads. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether that was selling to people directly to serve on their website, maybe for local newspapers especially or something like that, or whether they're using Google Display Network or some other ad platform to come in there and keep serving ads. And then along comes the ad blockers. Yeah. And the problem is, is our behavior, like we talk about, is right. an important thing. Yeah. We've just gotten accustomed to going to the website and getting our content for free. Yeah. Yep. And now we, and now we're blocking the like the source of their <laughs> income, their actual rev, yeah, their revenue to actually create the content. And I mean, I, I, I've heard some guys, I think, from like Wired or something like that, Wired.com, just be like, I passionately hate ad blockers <laughs> because it's it's a disruption to their to their business model. And yeah. BuzzFeed, for example, I think is a hundred percent ads, yeah, advertising source. Google is it's getting more diverse, but it was about ninety percent about a year was, and a half ago. Yeah, ninety percent is what I heard ads, and like seventy five percent of that was mobile. I think. Wow, it was crazy, crazy number. So, like, my question to you, okay, now that you're you're a content. Your your content well, publisher. By the way, you're a content creator now too, sir. That's right. That's right. This is this is content. Future break is a is future con- break is brought to you by Surgeon Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, folks. Um, um, don't mind the ads all over our website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? We're we're such hypocrites. Well, it's better when you're listening to this, but right now there are none. So there's no ads. But um, so what do what do content creators do? What can they do? And what are some of them doing nowadays to oh, kind of override, I guess, this behavior, this learned behavior? Well, let me... One of the articles that we talked about was this, that we were researching, was this article from Motherboard, or basically Vice, yeah. Uh, on why Twitch is blocking blocking and Facebook is blocking ad blockers. Yes. Uh, Twitch is another example of where people get money by the con the ads that get served to What's Twitch, Peter? Good point. Twitch is it's like YouTube kind of at least YouTube even wanted to buy them. Yeah, I didn't uh, remember that. Uh, they are a platform that is really popular amongst people who like to video game where they are playing their video games and broadcasting them playing their video games and talking to, about the game talking about the yeah. game my son loves like watch, Does he watching love? people play video Does games Does he watch Twitch? He doesn't watch Twitch but he he watches it on YouTube all the time like oh I'm like well, Dude, yeah. just just play, <laughs> just get okay. the game and little play. Little sidebar, because you know? this is for real people. People are making money doing this. Yeah, that's true. My son, like we watched this video one time on YouTube. Yeah, of this guy walking through Star Wars: The Force Awakens Lego version. Okay, video game. And even I was like, "Wow, this looks like a fun game." Mm-hmm. I purchased it. Given he's four, he's mm-hmm. still learning how to use a controller for the sakes. The other day, yes, no, yesterday, two days ago, he said, "Dad, can we watch? Can we play the video game, but 
the way that that was like in a movie, actually. And we watched the movie of the video game. Wow. He wanted to watch that instead of actually playing Instead of actually playing, yeah. So, anyways, put that in perspective. So, anyways, Twitch, yeah. Just like them, they are concerned about this because this is how their content creators that use their platform are making money. And quite honestly, how Twitch is making money. Yeah, that's their whole revenue model, sounds like. Right. So... Anyways, this this Motherboard Vice article, one of the things that came in here was uh, and some a good quote from somebody or some thoughts from a good person I look up to in the advertising world named Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Give something that they want and promote it in a way that brings them to you instead of interrupting or disrupting them, basically. I, I, I admit it. The the pre-roll ads, even though I even like them uh, as a marketer for YouTube, they, they are interrupting what you originally were going there to do. Yes, that's 100% true. I admit true. that. Yeah. I'm actually more and more, I'm not necessarily a fan of that. However, there's one thing I have an issue with actually on that quote. Okay. Okay. No, this is where I'm. I'm hoping you can actually maybe push back on me a little bit here. All right. Let's let's hear it. How do you? How do you? As let's say I'm a content creator. Okay. How do I make money then? How do I? Number one, how do I make money? Number two, because we've even talked about this. Uh, as we have a few more episodes in the can here, mm-hmm. we're probably going to maybe run some ads ourselves. We'll have to talk about so, that. <laughs> yeah. So, because it's the concept of like we're producing content. There's one one. I mean, I'm I'm a big believer in organic growth. I yeah. completely agree oh. with that. Right. Mm-hmm. At the same time, in order for me as a content creator or a news article post or something like that, how do I get my content out there? Is I kind of have to even use ads. So. That's why you see ads on Facebook and yeah. things like that, right? Yeah. I think, um, you know, some of the examples in that article were talking about, like, um, American Outfit, American Eagle. They basically partnered with, um, what was it, with a... Oh, College Humor. Yeah, College Humor. Okay. So, they, and they created a fake but entertaining um, April Fool's Day ad. And it's it's a great combo because you're promoting your jeans but uh, you're also making something funny and you know people actually go to college humor to to hear that stuff right <laughs> to see that stuff and so that was a a good marriage of the ad serving the purpose of being entertaining and not actually distracting you from why you came to the site in the first place i think that's one and and i think the hard thing about that type of an ad is it's not easy, right? You have to actually you have to actually work through there's no platform that exists where you can just easily upload your video or whatever. You actually have to think. You have to go to the drawing board. You have to like figure this out. And it takes a lot of time, money, you know, effort to make it really good. But on the other hand, it really does help probably sell your brand more than a banner ad would, you know? I agree. I, I I think that probably even in the advertising world, 
the next phase of this is partnering with influencers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I've heard is like um, some sites will do uh, ads within the content or like you're reading a news uh, BGR, BGR.com okay. or Genius Report. They do a great job of – they use it all the time where they basically – you're reading three articles and mm-hmm. then the fourth one is it looks a lot like the main article but there's just a few design tweaks that they make to it to make it look like an ad. And and the ad is really another article that you can click on. And I've actually, I'll admit, I've been duped myself and I've clicked on them and they were pretty good. And the ad is, the the, the content was sponsored by, let's say, you know, Google or whatever. Right. So, what, And there's, there's some people that actually have some ethical issues with that. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't know that I can personally... I think it's okay to do that. I do. I think if you... Um, but you did say it, you did realize it was an ad. Was yeah, saying. yeah. You have to... I think the, to to solve the ethical question there is you have to make the ad look different from the actual content. But you can make it... You know, you can make it pretty close in line in the design side of it. So you can make it look similar, but you have to know there's a way... Okay, this is totally different. <laughs> The other question is, okay, how do podcasts advertise? A lot of podcasts, what what they'll do is they'll say, you know, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Right. We love Squarespace. We do actually love Squarespace. Yes. Yes. Um, and then, so uh, they'll they'll say that either in the beginning or at the end of the podcast. By the way, not not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, no. <laughs> but if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> and so you've got you've got a little bit of that, and and. I feel that if you put your ads in the beginning of your podcast, for example, you're going to have more listen-through rates. So people are going to listen to it because it's in the beginning. They want to hear the actual content versus at the end where it's, you know, here's five minutes of of ads basically. So I think, yeah, I think it's just making your content more creative and not just, you know, a not just putting it out there on a on a sidebar where we know like we've done research on this already we've done studies and eye tracking and all that and we know that people just don't look at that anymore it's true you know and you can you can attest to it in the numbers people are just not doing it and so um how do we get that into either the article or if you're reading an article or in the video if you're watching a video that you know, serves you the ad that serves the purpose of, okay, we're funding our operations based on the ad, but also it doesn't take you away and it lets you continue what you're doing. And, you know, even maybe at the end of what you're doing, then, then there's an option to, to view the ad. I don't know. That's, (laughs) that's kind of what I'm seeing a lot is there's a shift a little bit going into that and, and I think the ad blockers are going to start catching up to it in some senses. They're going to start I, looking for maybe like the the word sponsored and start hiding content that's oh, a sponsored. Yep, I think, yep, yep. you know, there's, there's, there's always that catch up, I think, like I said, the cat and mouse. Yeah, there will. I mean, this article talked about how Twitch and Facebook are trying to block them, right? So. Yeah. And those two seem to go at it from time to time. 
Um, I'm not sure exactly where they are right now. I saw one say, oh, ad blocking beat Facebook. And the other day I saw an article that said Facebook developers can still outbeat ad blockers. Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, you're still then spending tons of time and effort trying to just keep ahead of that, right? Uh, I don't know. I admit it. As a marketer, I struggle with it. As yeah. as a content creator, I, I struggle with it. I know. I completely do see that, honestly, change was change is needed in some capacity. So what's uh, what's your future breakdown, Peter? What's yes. what do you what do you think is going to happen in the near future and in the maybe near future. even distant future? Well, based on what we talked about, how ads are served, I think initial like short term thing that's going to happen is is ad blockers and content providers are going to work on trying to serve their content after after the page loads. Mm-hmm. Like we talked a little bit about. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably going to happen more and more. If more of these sites continue to say you either need to pay for the content here, like mm-hmm. a, a membership, mm-hmm. like a Forbes or yep. Wired, I think. Yeah, Wired does it too. Wired.com. Then I'm curious how that's going to go if me, most of these major places do that. I mean, one of these articles talked about like the Washington Post and the New York Times and I mean, yeah. like, all this type of stuff. This is, these aren't even just, you know, I want to say just specifically niche, like wire.com. These are mass. Yeah. Mass. Or national. National. Reaching. Right. Yeah. Content creators. Where people go, most people go to get news, mm-hmm. right? So what's going to happen with, with that? How is there going to be the response to that? In the long run. As a marketer, I think I'm going to have to look more and more into partnerships with influencers. Yeah. I, I agree that brands and companies will probably have to come together to find ways of doing things together, actually. I think I think there's a few examples of that, like in the Super Bowl ad, where there's yeah. a couple different companies who come together, for example, right? Kind of a hybrid of that, but in the digital world. Um, but in the long, basically, what I'm trying to say is, is this is not going away. This is only going to increase yeah. more and more with the ads, ad blocking, I should say. Yeah. My future breakdown is um, I think content creators are kind of like like I to build on your your case is they're going to partner with influencers but also they're going to start creating these you know amazing campaigns videos you know even sound that's going to allow customers to really kind of be engaged in it fully like I'll give you an example I think uh Dollar Shave Club have you seen their video yes you know what okay. let's let's take a moment and keep going with that that's a, that's an ad like yes. that is an ad they created and it was so funny and like it went viral because the guy was just like walking around. There's a machete and there's all kinds of craziness in there's that a ad. Bear, yeah. There's a bear, and it's like oh. And I think I actually, when it was served to me on YouTube the first time I saw it, I actually let it play the entire time because I'm like, okay, I gotta see this. This is crazy. Yes. No. I think I think you're right. I want to quick add to that because I actually thought about maybe we should talk about that a little bit. Dollar Shave Club is a great example. Yeah. Two other ones that do a great job of what exactly you're talking about are 
Squatty Potty. <laughs> what? You've not say, seen this? Say that again? Squatty Potty. No. We'll have to link it to on our show it's, notes. It's on a the product website. that's, I mean, literally to help you squat when you're going to the bathroom to relieve pressure huh. so you can do things better. And of course, <laughs> the concept is how do you market something <laughs> like that without wow. coming off just like completely gross or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Amazing job. Okay. Amazing job. Second one Purple Mattress. Purple Mattress. I have not seen the I've not seen either. that either. No. Um, yeah, we will we will make sure to include those in the show notes. But that is another example of a Dollar Shave Club ad that is just mm-hmm. crazy, crazy good. So yeah, anyways. yeah. So I think that's going to be a big part of it. I think um, there's going to have to be a pretty big shift. I think in the um, content creators, you know, news article sites, things like that, that are just okay. We can make probably good money mm-hmm. by serving on banner ads and continuing business as is. But what's the next thing? What is the next level of that, I guess? And what, how do we, how do we sell our services? You know, which is the journalism part, right. the, you know, coming up the story and all that stuff. And how do we actually make it where we're getting paid for our services too? And so they're going to, there's going to be, I mean, I, I believe that there's going to be a new platform or a new way of serving ads. And that's, you know, because the cat and mouse game can go on for, for a while with this, right. with ad blockers, but sooner or later, someone's going to get tired of it. And they're gonna be like, okay, we need to do something different that is not going to be um, blockable by ad blockers. Right but also serves our purpose and makes it interesting for, for people. So I think it's, it's going to be that way. Um, that's kind of what my future breakdown is. Um, one of the things that we have talked about a little bit is as we're producing these episodes, one thing that I like to think about is if there's somebody who's listening that has like a creative mindset of how to help maybe overcome some of the challenges with this or opportunities that are presenting themselves. Uh, One thing as a marketer, I think to myself is innovation is going to be key in this area Yes, as how the, how the ad is like served number one, but just creative ways to serve content that are technically ads. um, I think it's going to be really important. And one of the big areas in that I think is actually the local market. Hmm. Yeah. Because what do you do when you're not, you know, when you can't necessarily po- po- you know partner with a college humor, yeah, or something like that, and you're local based, it's not even like you have this niche like olive oil, and you you look to partner with specific chefs, yeah, or even just low low tier chefs. Even what do you do when you are the local hard hardware store? Yeah, that's and that's one thing I don't know the answer to off the top of my head right now. So I feel like that is a a challenge that's going to be have to be addressed at some point in time. Uh, but innovation. So there yeah. you go. Cool. Well, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be another round of this down the road. So yeah, we'll definitely have to go do like a recap or maybe update after after a few months and. We'll see some movement, so. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening in. Truly appreciate it. 
Uh, many of you probably came in for the first time. Uh, should have had a little in- intro for you in the beginning, but thank you for, for sticking through. Thank you for all of you who've been sticking through listening so far. Um, we were highly recommend you check out futurebreak.net. That's where yeah. everything is located, including our, our show notes. And uh, I don't know. What else you want to yeah, highlight you can, here, Serge? You can listen to all of our episodes on futurebreak.net. Um, also on iTunes and whatever your favorite um, yes. podcast consumption platform is. Exactly. And uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter. We're at Future Break Pod, Future Break P-O-D. Uh, we're also on Facebook, um, Instagram. I mean, just pretty much everywhere. So Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> because we have to be. Because we have to be. Ad block. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we're excited. Excited to be everywhere. So, yes, feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear feedback from you or uh, comments, honestly, about some of these episodes we're producing. This is a great one to get feedback from. Yeah. As well as other ideas that you'd like us to maybe Yeah, what do, you, what do you want us to talk about? We'd love to hear what you, um, you're you wanting more information on or what you'd love to, love to hear from us. So Yes. All right, everybody. Um, I really hope that you have a great week. We'll see you again next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. All right. Take care.